The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Monday Night Football. It is the Chicago Bears, as I mentioned, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are favored by seven. It's not about who wins tonight. It's about by how much do the Pittsburgh Steelers win. The Chicago Bears are hot garbage. I'm shocked that they still have a head coach. And I think if he hadn't gone into COVID protocol last week, Moose, they'd have fired him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome inside the bunker, everybody. We are broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And we're both wearing red today. And I guess that just tells you how in sync we are, Moose, because we never planned it. No, never. Although, if you notice, watch this, okay? When you're watching those panels on television, I don't care the network, I don't care the sport. Might not even need to be sport. Could be the news. They're always coordinated. Usually his ties matching, her dress. <laughs> have you ever noticed that? No, it's... They have wardrobe people that are very in tune, and they've trained for this type of thing. Um, you and I just do it naturally. We just do it naturally, <laughs> exactly. On the same page. A lot of folks checking in from Winnipeg today. They're very excited about their Winnipeg Blue Bombers who are uh, playing this week in Montreal, back end of a home-and-home. Home. We're going to get to some CFL talk, some NHL talk here. We literally didn't even get through all the Quick 6 show topics. I feel like people are, uh, are in a pretty good mood today, a little punchy. There's one thing that I want to say here. I, damn the Jets fans watching from Winnipeg on YouTube, and he says, is that Calgary Red? And I don't know if you were watching the interview with Ryan Leslie. Like, I'm, I'm almost at the end of my rope here because and we're talking about the Flames and la-di-da. And then he goes, well, I don't know why you would care, Rod. You got your oiler pom-poms out. And I just, I just, I don't get it. The thing with Ryan Leslie, it's a little different than the really angry Calgary people. He's just doing it to needle me. But it's like, what's it going to take to get over this? hump what's it gonna take i don't know i think it's on them i think the ball is in their court at this like, point like if we packed up and moved to calgary yeah, which i'm willing to do would that change or would they still not accept it i'm not sure from the puck and pigskin podcast in calgary says rod and dupes both sporting their flames colors on game day it's it's cool it's fine so why can't we get over it mm-hmm I think part of it is this. When I criticize the Flames, they know I'm right. And they don't like it. I see it. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. And whereas with the Oilers, when I criticize them, they know I'm right too, but they don't get mad. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's the difference in the mentality between the two cities. I swear to God. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody the other day. Like in Edmonton, they're a largely optimistic city about their team. In Calgary, they're a largely pessimistic city about their team. 
that's just the truth. It's a different, it's a different mindset. That's my take on that. But I hope we can get over it. I love Calgary. Big fan 2019 watching on YouTube has had a couple good comments. He says, Rod, you can live next to Bo Levi Mitchell in Calgary. Could you imagine? That'd be fun block parties, wouldn't it? Would it? It would be a case of I'll throw my dog's crap on your lawn and you'll throw it over the fence. (laughs) We're throwing it back and forth. I'm going to borrow your lawnmower and I'm not going to see it for six years. Hey, Bo, I'm going to borrow your lawnmower and give your puppy a haircut. Just fun. Uh, but big fan. Okay, well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Northside YEG says, that's the biggest difference between the cities, man. Edmonton's just different. Good people up here. It's good people in Calgary, too. I'm saying how they relate to their hockey team is different. They're different. They're mm-hmm. both people are good everywhere. Let's make that clear. Um... Yeah, here we go. It's, it's, I didn't mean to start this in the comment section. My cousin Christine says, Calgary fans are whiners. Spicy. Just don't want to do this. <clears throat> not now, not ever. But big fan 2019 said, Rod, do you think the CFL can survive past, 20, uh, b- b- p- past this year? And I think that you, Darren would agree with me. We spent a lot of time talking about this. We yeah. see things that others don't see. That's right. I was thinking this actually on the show. People think they, they see 5% of me, what's on television every day. There's 95% of me of the people that I talk to, the things that I do that you have no idea. That's just the way it is. I think it's that way with all public people. Don't yeah. you? Yeah, I do. That's not to say that what you see isn't what you get. There's just, there's a lot more to me than what you see on television every day. But anyways, as far as the CFL goes, I have discerned that the CFL will survive. And there was a comment. I don't know if you guys will be able to dig it up. It was from Darren Workman in Salt Lake City last hour, and he nailed it. He said the CFL will survive, but unfortunately they're going to be stuck in the same rut. There it is. The CFL will survive, but will not get out of the rut it has put itself in. That's the thing. It's like, oh, they're not going to like this, but this is what popped into my mind. It's on life support. So it's like, okay, we can feed it forever and keep it on life support, but it's just going to be in this state. You're never going to be able to interact with it or love it again, but at least it's alive. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I see with the CFL right now. I'm sorry. Um, Just because there's so much stuff, again, that you don't see. You're seeing the games on television every week, and it's a major triumph to even have the games played and be on television. But it is the skeleton staff staff thing. The players have taken the pay cuts. I mean, you've all forgot about that, but the players haven't. All the staff's working more with less. And they will get through. They're going to get through. They're going to survive. If they can survive COVID, there ain't literally nothing going to kill the CFL. I mean nothing. Yeah. But what's left? I mean, this single-game betting thing that they thought was going to be Make them all rich again has not panned out, which I told you wouldn't. And I see in the column that's running at rodpeterson.com right now from Brenda McGuire 
throwing elbows with Brendan McGuire. He talked about junior hockey attendance and CFL and this. And what did I say? I said, people are going to get used to staying home. People are going to, there's going to be a cat. No, bro. I said, there's going to be a cash crunch. And literally those marketing people that I talk to every day, they're like, no, Rod, you don't know. You don't know. No, people are going to be dying to get out of the house. They'll be dying to come to the games. We Theaters too. Uh, well, that, that's not, that didn't happen. So I'm just over the argument. I'm over, frankly, talking about it. They'll survive, but I don't see a huge desire to change in any regard. And that is the frustrating thing to me. It, it's changing and it's adapting and it's just... You know, self-awareness as to what you are and the climate that you're in. Yeah. You know, and you can't control that. That's all things that are out of the CFL's control. But you can control how you navigate it, you know. Um, All of a sudden, the conditions change and and who you are and what you're able to accomplish changes, right? And, I mean, this little guy here has made the world so small and there's no borders anymore. The borders are almost gone terms of Canada, U.S., North America, South America, Europe, all of it. The world is so small. When I open this up, I mean, there's no difference. There's no saying, oh, you're in Regina, so we're going to make sure you have this Regina info first. No, my NFL stuff or my NHL stuff or my business stuff pops up. There's no, you know, it's what I follow. So the CFL, as I've said this before, is competing on a daily basis with the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, MLB, junior hockey, everything else for your attention. When there was more protected television rights and less social media and less digital media available, you could control what was available in Canada. And primarily it was the CFL and it was the NHL and it was TSN. Now you have ways to watch ESPN, which the CRTC doesn't want you to do, but there's still ways to do it, right? The world is so small that you're competing at that level. And you might have to understand that, look, we aren't going to be the top, pro league in the country anymore because the NFL is a bigger league in Canada and the NHL is and the MLB is doesn't mean it can't be fun, entertaining, exciting, make a little bit of money, but you have to readjust your expectations. So the, that's the long winded to, will the CFL survive past this year? I think the answer is yes. I do believe that to the text line. 902-518-3033. Do you want to look into what it would cost to to pay for a jingle? Or could we just go hire somebody? What do you think I was doing in that last interview? (laughs) How much is it? Well, I've put out four feelers to mix of male and female voices and uh, finding out if they can do jingles for the phone number. So 518-3033. Cindy Girl in Pittsburgh says she loves my voice. I like it. Brian Goldstrom. Texts in on that number. He says, I'm watching from the Red Deer Hospital. COVID-19 is kicking my butt. Brian, you, sir, keep up the fight. You, sir, are a winner. You know how many people that I know that have recovered from COVID that were hospitalized? I could name them. I need to add you to that list, Brian, in Red Deer Hospital. So you check in with us every day and tell us how you're doing. That will be your job, okay? Texting this line every day. Tell us how you're doing in Red Deer Hospital until you get out. Got it? I like it. Ray in the six. Clearly wasn't watching an hour ago, but that's okay. He has texted us at 902-518-3033. 
Hey, Rod, is it me or is the NFL officiating been off a bit this year? Some questionable calls. Didn't like the taunting call on Marsh. Have a good day, Ray. In the six, Kitchener, Ontario area. Um, I'd rather talk about that than COVID or vaccinations. Me too. But it's a close call. I'm so tired of talking about officiating. What? I know. Well, it just, again, Ray, do you have the ability to rewind? Are you PVRing this? Because, as I said, unless it's my team, I don't care. I'm over it. I'm over an offside on a goal, costing a goal, because the guy's skate blade hovered over the blue line. Like, give me a break. Come on. It's dumb. And uh, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. One of the games, I think it was an NHL scout, he's like, you need to get over it because it's here to stay. And I'm like, obviously it's here to stay, but can we not tweak it a little bit? Because it's ridiculous. It's Is it ruining sport? I feel in a way it's ruining the, the enjoyment of the sport. Yeah. The sport, the, the sport at the heart of what this, you know, the spirit of sport is supposed to be me against you playing a game. And then it got not so fair because you're bigger than I am and you just threw me in the snowbank and went and scored goals. So we had to bring in a referee to say, let's just make sure it's fair. But the nitpicking of this and that and the nitpicking is just <laughs> takes away from the spirit of the game. And it's the spirit of the thing, Reg. I don't have time for that. I really, really don't. Troy Calmer is watching in Toronto. My good friend Troy, who, although I've never personally met him, and that will happen. I've got to know him through this show. And he writes in and says, people should watch the recovery hour and see the other side of Rod, not the showbiz Rod, the yin and yang of Rod, so to speak. I like the talk show, Rod, but love the off-screen, Rod. I'm biased. Thank you, Troy. I appreciate it. And I was wearing the bunny hug you sent me last night. It's very warm and cozy now that it's getting minus. But not for long. I know. Thanks again, Troy. Sober Athletic Wear, by the way, is his company. Sober Athletic Wear. Look it up and order it. Anyways, we might as well go down that road because Ray in the Six wasn't watching an hour ago. And because it's a big enough topic today, I'll talk about it. Taunting. Who gets to decide what's taunting and what is it? I haven't looked in the rule book. It sounds like you have. You've read the rule? I'd have to go back and just make sure I have it right. I don't want to commit to like knowing the, uh, but I will. I'll have this here in like a minute. Well, maybe we could do this certainly in the next segment. But you got to be smarter if you're Cassius Marsh. The guy, Cassius Marsh, was on the practice roster last week. He didn't play for the Bears. So he gets into this game. He makes a big stop. And he walks over to the Steelers sideline and starts yapping at him. While that is a very ticky-tack, to use a football term, penalty, what are you doing in the fourth quarter in that important spot of the game going over there and doing that? Now, the football guys, like this morning, Marcus Spears on Get Up, Swagoo, says, that's football. Well, maybe it shouldn't be football. Maybe things need to change. No, I don't like the taunting penalty at all. When you do make a big play, I think you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. I really do. Mm -hmm. But the rules there, they obviously put it in for a reason. They're not stupid why they put it in. 
but it takes away from the entertainment of the game, obviously. But that extended a Steelers drive, right? And led to, I believe, the winning field goal on that drive. So smarten up. The rule is in there, taunting. So make your play and go back to the sideline. You know what? There's a lot of guys that do it, (laughs) by the way. You have to restrain yourself from swinging in football. You have to restrain yourself from going offside. Why can't you restrain yourself from mouthing off? So it's on Cassius Marsh, in my opinion, not the rule book, not the referee. And with regards to Marsh saying that the referee reached out and hip-checked him on his way off the field, that's wrong too, which I discussed an hour ago. You can stay away from the ref. Don't even make physically. So don't even – you should be six feet apart, shouldn't you? Probably. I said five last hour. But I'm, like, yeah, but I'm like, why are we even talking about who hit who, the ref or the player? Do you realize how stupid that is? Yeah. Say it out loud. Get the hell away from the ref. God. You've looked it up? Yeah. The NFL's criteria for taunting. The use of baiting or taunting acts or words that engender ill will between teams. Say it again. The use of baiting or taunting acts that, uh, or, okay, sorry. The use of baiting or taunting acts or words that engender ill will between teams. So did this create ill will between the the teams when he's looking at the sidelines? He's far enough away that it doesn't in that situation, I don't think. But that's a little bit subjective, right? Chris in uh, King City, Ontario says, taunting is when you get caught trash talking. No, he just read it. It's if you wave the ball in somebody's face, you spike the ball in somebody's face. You don't even need to say anything, and you can get called for taunting. And again, there is a subconscious in you. The refs have told me that's the, you might be a fan of the Seahawks and you're refing that game on Sunday. That is a fact. Or me sitting at home. When Jeff Heck did this at Deron Carter, I threw my popcorn at the TV just because it was Deron, but that's me. We still have those subconscious thoughts. There's a difference, right? too, we between need a break. celebrating and taunting. We need a break. There's a difference. Small difference. Yeah. We'll be right back. On the way, Claire Hanna from TSN Ottawa. You're watching the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube daily in 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. And Moose DuPont. And uh, this is the best, the absolute best. Days like this, Moose, where we just get off topic, go down a fun road yeah. that wasn't planned. It's just like our little, it's the television version of off-roading in my Jeep Big Bird. Yep. And those are just so much fun. Uh, by the way, from the Beneath Sports podcast in Toronto, writes in, says, thoughts on the Bears linebacker Cassius Marsh getting hip-checked by the ref in yesterday's NFL game? <clears throat> Should I cover it for a third time? Oh, boy. Get away from the ref. Those are my thoughts. He deserved what he got. A sports update. Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb is being placed on the COVID-19 list after testing positive and could miss this week's game at New England. One of the NFL's best backs, Chubb, is going on the list along with rookie running back Demetric Felton, according to the Associated Press. 
Doctors are clearing Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson to return to football activities. He needed surgery to repair the middle finger on his throwing hand after a week five injury. Seahawks one and two without Russell. Toronto left-hander Robbie Ray is a finalist for the American League Cy Young Award. Teammates of Vladimir Guerrero and Marcus Simeon are finalists for the Yale MVP Award. They're, of course, up against the Angels' two-way star Shohei Otani. Pittsburgh Penguins have settled a federal lawsuit filed by a former minor league assistant coach and his wife who accused the team of negligently retaining a coach who sexually assaulted and harassed her and then retaliated against him for reporting the incident. Lawyers for Jared and Aaron Scaldi announced the settlement in a news release this morning. Terms of the settlement were not disclosed. NHL tonight, 10 games including the Kings at the Habs, Sens at the Bruins, Florida Panthers, America's team at New Jersey. That should be a shabakling, I would think, for the Panthers. Oilers at Detroit, the Blues at Winnipeg in a classic Central Division collision. Flames home to the San Jose Sharks and uh, Anaheim's at Vancouver. A lot of Canadian teams in action tonight. Mm -hmm. Everybody but your Leafs. Yep. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca, and for G2G Protein Bars. So we got into the discussion of taunting and what's allowed and what isn't. And J.D. Sonic, I like this, J.D., Watching on YouTube says five Stampeders receivers holding out their hands and mimicking the pouring of drinks from a champagne bottle and stumbling around as if drunk touchdown celebrations, I recall as funny. Yes, it's funny. The guys jumping in the boat in Winnipeg. Yeah. The four or five Hamilton Tiger Cats that jumped in the boat in the back of the end zone. Or those Stampeders receivers that did all the bobsled uh, thing. Or the line dancing. The bicycle. Now, you said earlier that there's a difference between celebrating and taunting. Yes. I don't see a huge difference, but the floor is yours, son. Well, You tell me how you think that is a thing. I mean, you can all, anybody can come up with an idea on how this is wrong if they want to, but... Um, when, when you're getting in the boat after a touchdown, you're celebrating your touchdown without rubbing it in the other team's face. I mean, if they're sitting there watching you and they're forced to watch you celebrate, yeah, of course, that's a little bit of rubbing in there. But you're not doing it to their face, right? You're celebrating with your team in front of the fans, and that's fun. Right? When you're doing it to the other team, spiking the ball in your face, Look at the Nate Davis squatting over him, the quarterback, pretending to pee on him like a dog, right? That's taunting. It's right in his face. <laughs> There's a difference between kicking somebody when they're down and just celebrating. When I talk about post-game trash talk, you can come here after the game and celebrate your team. Tell me how good your team was. Tell me how great Russell Wilson played or Derrick Henry. That's cool, celebrating post-game. But don't come in and say, your team sucked, we beat, you know, to rub it in your face. Celebrate. Don't taunt. Don't be disrespectful. Right. But who gets to draw the line? Fortunately, the refs. That's what they're getting paid for. Or whoever makes the rules. Yeah. I remember uh, early 2000s, the Rough Rider players, the receivers, did a Rodney King touchdown celebration. And we're like, I. But it was important to them. Who gets to draw the line? Mm -hmm. What's important and what's not? Well, and, and what the refs do, that it says to elicit this. 
uh, what do they call it? The ill will towards the other team in the rule. So the ref has to decide in the moment, is this something that's going to potentially spark violence in the game or get this out of hand? If they're doing it in, in their face, what do football players or, you know, macho athletes, men or women, want to do? Get back in your face and... You know, don't rub that in my face, and then they rub it back in your face. And then you get out of hand, and you create all this extra fighting. But if I'm just celebrating over there, that's not going to start a fight. I think that's kind of the idea. If you're just celebrating, it's different. Than- well, it's funny, it's funny you say the ref needs to decide, because last night with Cassius Marsh, that ref, it was literally like slow-mo. Slow He's digging into his pocket like this and pulled it out. Just as bang, Marsh hits him on the way by. Yeah, he was giving him the penalty anyways already. You, you could tell that he was thinking, yes. obviously. Yeah, and I think that's hilarious. Um, all these folks writing in. What about Terrell Owens spiking the ball on the Dallas Star? Well, clearly, what 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 can I say without being canceled? Yeah, that, I thought he should have been flogged. Hmm? That's disrespectful. Because look at you. Look at the star. But it's not hurting anybody, Darren. Not hurting anybody, but that star represents the team. So that's, I'm, f- I'm fully aware. It's that's, my team. That's literally like taking that football and rubbing it in Jerry Jones's face by doing it. But on there that. was no talking so, penalty at the time. No, and there should have been. You know, um, celebrations that cross the line. You know, when it might have been Terrell Owens against Baltimore. When he, did he do the Ray Lewis eagle dance? Yeah, right? oh yeah. That's, I mean, it's a celebration not in his face, but it's taunting him, mocking him. So that's, you have to be uh, aware, and it's, it's, it's a fine line, yeah. But most of the stuff, flexing, you know, spiking a football after a, you, you, you well, have to let players again, do that. That's what people love about sports talk, the endless debate. Frankly, I'm kind of over it. Um, who's writing... Odell Beckham Jr. has not signed with anybody yet. Somebody wrote in and like he had, and he's not. The poll question is, what's the best landing spot for Odell Beckham Jr.? Because his divorce from the Cleveland Browns becomes final today. His D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Do you know that song? Becomes final today. Is Tammy it- Wynette. Oh. What's the best landing spot for OBJ? Uh, At press time, which is right now, 32% of you saying the New England Patriots. The best landing spot for Odell Beckham Jr. He's going somewhere. Could you imagine if he was in New England's lineup this weekend against Cleveland? Why not? That would be great. That would be awesome. People are writing in like crazy with uh, their favorite touchdown celebration, CFL-wise. And in... uh, Again, J.D. Sonic says, but a CFL player spitting on a player and he gets a fine? Undisclosed amount? Yeah, that happened in the Edmonton game. Uh, And from the Beneath Sports podcast, which I think is in Toronto, says, with a dark cloud over the Las Vegas Raiders, how do you change the culture within that locker room? You don't do it this year. You don't. You're just holding it together with spit and elastic bands and probably waiting until the offseason and you're getting rid of everybody. I don't think you got to sell the team necessarily. These owners have a very slick way of saying, I had no idea. 
that John Gruden was this type of guy. He's only been over at my house several times. They're always bragging him, John Gruden has supper at my house every Saturday. <laughs> I had no idea he was a racist. Right? Right. And look at the Blackhawks, and their owners are all getting away with it. That's why these people are, uh, some of you people are really annoying me today. Like Big Fan 2019. Never heard of Tammy Wynette. Sorry, Rod, is she from the 1800s? It's like the general in Calgary saying he's never heard of Bob Irving who announced this is his last season with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers after close to 50 years. You know what? Have a little class and respect. Just because you haven't heard of them doesn't mean they don't matter. Maybe it's a reflection of you. Not so much Tammy Wynette, but Bob Irving? You call yourself a CFL fan and you don't know who Bob Irving is? Maybe you should check yourself, bruh. And on a second thought, Tammy Wynette too. From the Puck and Pigskin podcast. I'd be playing what? Mark Chestnut. Da, 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 going da, through the big da, D. Going to be in Dallas. From Jack Fulton, watching in Vulcan, Alberta, says, Rod, speaking of country music, I'm going to see the king of country in Vegas. That would be George Strait. LFG. My close personal friend. Met him once. We're tight. Um, from Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York. I'm going to go off board and say OBJ signs with the Steelers. They need a second target with Juju Smith-Schuster out for the rest of the season. Hmm. Northside YEG in Edmonton. Great conversation. Terrell Owens celebrating a touchdown by running to midfield and standing over the Dallas Cowboys star was absolutely hilarious. Now somebody has to do that in Calgary after a touchdown. Well, I think the fact that there's a rider loony buried under the turf at midfield at McMahon Stadium is enough. <laughs> you don't need to go run out there and celebrate. We got that loony there every day because the guy that is the maintenance guy at the place is from Sasky. Did you know that? You had mentioned that once before, <laughs> and I still can't believe it. That's unreal. True that. Uh, J.D. Sonic says, oh, my God, Bob Irving is an amazing man. Yes, he is. Football in Winnipeg will never be the same again. After Bob Irving announced this morning that he's hanging it up after this season. A move that had been rumored for quite some time. Like in CFL circles, as always, this is going to be Knuckles last year. This is going to be Knuckles last year. I would say that's been going on for the last five to ten years. And today it happened. Right? And I don't know what Knuckles is going to do. Jeffrey Townen, one of two Stamps fans named Jeff that watches this show. Unless that is Jeff the Stamps fan now that I think about it. Because hmm. one's on Facebook, one's on YouTube, but we've never seen the two of them in the same room at the same time. How about that? Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Um, Jeff says uh, to the guy in Edmonton, you better make it a good one. Edmonton doesn't get many opportunities to celebrate touchdowns at McMahon. Only four in this year's Labor Day Classic, brother. That Did is, we forget about those? 
That does sound a lot like Jeff. The yeah, exactly. Does it not? Short memory. Woo. Uh, one more from Jason and Red Deer. He says, I heard a nasty rumor that somebody went and dug up that loony at McMahon rod. Not sure if it's true, though. OMG. Of course, I could, I could see John Huffnagel and his cronies out there with a metal detector in the middle of the night. Beep. Beep, beep, trying to find that loony. <laughs> and and, and the, uh, your maintenance guy is sitting back there being like, I take it out every night. Put it in at the beginning of the game. Exactly. I can see it. Can somebody do a cartoon with the headphones on? Huff. Beep, 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 beep. He plants dimes and nickels all over the place. Just like a birthday cake. <laughs> like, like a birthday cake. Uh, oh, look come, at that. You coming back for taco time, viewer takeover in overtime? Yeah. And he can, what do you got? What he do you could, He at? confirmed. It is, Jeff. Yeah, it I is. got it. I got it. I can smell a lie like a fart in the car. Serious. We'll be back with Claire Hanna. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. On this, uh, what is it, Tuesday November the 9th, it's uh, Canada's daytime sports talk show emanating from the bunker here in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And I was uh, told that we had Claire ready to go, and then just as we went on, I was told we don't. So you can text us here on the text line 902-518-3033. Brand new on Monday. Brand new text line. You can write us here. Thanks, Scott in St. Albert, Alberta, writes in and says, Rod, that texter was taunting you with his Tammy Wynette comment. Throw the flag. They're all taunting me today. But Claire's not. As we go to the uh, nation's capital, and uh, I wrote her on social media. I don't know if she saw it. It was a blur. A blur, it seems, since she moved from the sweatpants capital to the nation's capital. And she's a busy gal. Claire, welcome to the program again. How are you? I'm awesome, Rod. Am I still a friend of the show? Oh, of course. Well, you tell me. I feel like you are. But um, of course I am. No, I just I I love being referenced in that way. And it's been a while since we've chatted. And um, I'm like literally moving into my new place. There's my crutch from my ACL surgery. And so it's a bit of a disaster zone in my life right now. But I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I appreciate you fitting us in because it, from outside appearances, it looks like a blur, and you're confirming it has in fact been a blur. And you're you <laughs> That's are such a blur. You were in front of the rink. Uh, was it with Bruce Garriott talking about the Senators uh, the other day? I mean, listen, you were thrown right into the fire. So let's start with the Senators and the COVID situation and what is going on. Are they going to play tonight at Boston? Well, 
They are going to play. It's funny. I actually just messaged there. This is, I don't know if it's breaking news, but um, from what I understand, they're going to play. And I asked at what certain threshold they would possibly postpone the game. You know, if there's 20 guys who test positive, but that's actually up to the NHL. That's not up to the Ottawa Senators. So um, we'll have to see, you know, if the NHL were to make that decision, but they've called a couple guys up from the AHL. Um, right now, the number, I think they've got six people in COVID-19 protocol. That's five players and one associate coach. So, I mean, it's not a great situation. It's kind of like every team's worst nightmare, you know, because if one guy gets it, I think with regards to how we know how COVID is transferred, you don't know when that guy got it. And when you catch it, it's like how many other people now have it? It's so terrifying. Absolutely. And the thing is, I've done my share of what you're doing, but just not as much in the last year and a half. And they're so conscious of keeping you away from the players for this reason. The fans don't see it, right? They just turn on the TV and watch it. But because you were covering the CFL and now you've moved to the NHL with a little CFL, is there a difference in the protocols or are they the same? What, what have you seen there? Yeah, great question, Rod. Actually, with regards to the players, because obviously TSN is the rights holder for the CFL, um, the only time I actually got to see players face to face was on the field when we did when I did the sideline reporting, and occasionally um, the day before when I did the sit downs, um, just to get a bit more information. Kind of those are one on one interviews with the players. Um, but if, for example, any other media wouldn't get a chance with regards to the Rough Riders to actually do those in-person interviews, which makes it a little frustrating. You don't get to ask them maybe a question just kind of off camera where you're like, hey, like, you know, I saw you using a new helmet. I mean, you can ask those in front of the camera. But when it comes to the NHL, um, all the press conferences we've done so far have been in real life. However, we've been distanced from them. Um, there's like not six meters. It's about, I'd call it almost 10 meters between, um, or sorry, not feet, but about, you know, it's it's a generous amount of space between the players. Um, one game when they were hosting um, Las Vegas last Thursday, um, I did ringside interviews. But again, I was masked. The players weren't. Um, we were for sure six feet apart. That's the only time I've done the face-to-face interviews one-on-one with players. We're not allowed in the locker room, but post-game and post-practice, we do them in real life, but they're up on a stage, so they're a little farther away. Um, (laughs) So I hope that I kind of rambled there, but I just wanted to give you a really good feeling of what it's like, and it is a little different because we do, I think, get a bit more face-to-face contact with the players in the NHL. Well, I appreciated it. I don't know about everybody else, so thank you. I absolutely did. Now, but the thing is, <laughs> I'm happy it seemed, you like it. I'm happy you like it. It seems like you're always working, and I just wondered if you've had a chance to visit with anybody in Ottawa and tell me what the vibe of the Sens is, because I think they're getting better. Yet they're well below 500. Like, does the city feel they're on the right track? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, Rod, I feel like I'm never not working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's been an exciting year. Um, hopefully I'll get a bit of downtime here when the Sens go on a road trip, but I get the feeling from fans that they're really excited about the corner that the, the team is turning, you know, are they emerging from the rebuild? I mean, we're only 11 or 12 games into the season here, so it's really hard to tell. Um, will they push to make a playoff spot? Mm, they're probably going to be on the cusp, but I don't think they will. Um, but I, I do sense a lot of excitement here, but Rod, like, let's just be honest. 
I've only been here a month. So yeah. I don't know what kind of energy this city had, you know, two years ago or seven years ago when they were making the playoffs. So it's hard for me to gauge. I will say this is an engaged fan base. They care so much. And it's really cool because when you come from a place where you cover the Rough Riders and you know there's an engaged fan base, you always wonder what other fan bases are like. And even with the Red Blacks, like this city loves its sports, um, which makes it special to cover here. They absolutely do. I love it. I, oh, I love that city so much. Lucky you. Uh, from the general in Calgary watching says, hey, Claire, are you looking forward to Sunday's Kachuk Bowl? Flames and Sens on Sunday? Are they yeah, talking about oh, it? Are they talking about it? Yeah. Well, okay. Honestly, it's one game at a time here. So we haven't, we have not even started talking about it. Of course, I've got it marked on the calendar in notes of like cool stuff that's happening, but um, we probably won't ask Brady about that until I'm guessing Saturday, because um, of course, tonight they play Boston and then they play New York on Thursday. So we're a little far ahead there, General in Calgary, but I like the spirit. I love it. And, um, yeah, Chantel um, Kachuk, Brady and Matthew, of course, is mom. She's been in town, and I actually um, was just messaging with her before the game on um, the first game he was captain on Saturday. And she was just saying how proud she was of Brady, that the organization thinks so highly of him. And it was, I don't know, I think those are really special moments for parents. I don't know if she'll be in the, in town for the game on Sunday. I mean... I assume she would. She's got two kids playing in the game. Why wouldn't she extend her flight? Um, so, yeah. What a cool family moment, though. What a cool hockey family. Oh, absolutely. The thing is, it disappoints me that Brady and Matthew say they'll never fight. Only because my favorite fights were with my brothers. You should. I would think you'd want to fight your brother, but they say that that will never happen. So, fine. That's just the way life is now. So, and I've watched so much sports. I want to say you were on the sidelines for the Red Blacks and Argos on the weekend, were you not? I'm sure I saw you there. No, I wasn't. And it's because that's when the Senators were playing their game um, okay. against uh, Tampa Bay. So it was it was like double booked. They were two hours apart. The start time for the Senators was 2 p.m. Start time for the Red Blacks was 4 p.m. I couldn't quite drive there in time. I would have been late, you know. So they had Matthew Shinetti covering that game, which ended up being such a heater. So I'm a little jealous. I couldn't, you know, clone myself. I know. Well, hey, they complain in Winnipeg when the Jets and Bombers play at the same time, but not Edmonton, not Ottawa. I don't get it. But what Eastern Stadium did you do sidelines in that I saw? Oh, no, um, I haven't. Somewhere I haven't outside done, of uh, Regina. Just besides Red Block? Yeah, yeah, somewhere. Maybe it wasn't on. What stadiums have you done other than Saskatchewan sidelines in the last oh. month? Okay, I've done Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Ottawa, and that's and Saskatchewan, of course. So I'm starting to feel, you know, familiar with different fan bases. So um, I have been to um, Molson or Percival Molson, and um, but I haven't. I've just been as a fan like 10 years ago, and I love the location of that stadium. Holy, so cool! You know, right downtown in the heart of it, with McGill surrounding you. That one's a pretty neat one. And I mean, where the Red Blacks play in Lansdowne, unreal cool. because there's all those little bars around. There's the canal. Um, there's Whole Foods right across the street. I'm a big fan. So, uh, yeah, they've, they've done well with the location. That's a great thing. This country is uh, beautiful, and you're getting out and seeing it all, and the CFL is wonderful for that. Clara, we'll let you get back to setting up. I hope we can do this again, and I really appreciate you fitting us in. Rod, thank you so much for having me, and I miss you guys. You, we miss you too.
Good to see your face. Claire Hanna joining us from the Bye. nation's capital from TSN. We'll be right back, and uh, Moose is going to join us for Taco Time. Viewer takeover in overtime. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. It is overtime. Proud presentation of the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the National Hockey League and the UFC. I do want to mention for our friends at Aurora Recovery Center in Gimli, Addiction, it destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is addiction is a treatable illness at Aurora Recovery Center. We provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of beautiful Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help. Regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before, Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life, Go to aurorarecoverycenter.com. I don't know what it is as we welcome Moose DuPont back in here. Something about this new text line, I don't know what it is. Like, I literally can't keep up. And you're getting texts on, like, oh, yeah. all, all night. You handle this thing on off hours. Why is it? Do they like the 902 area code? Maybe. For those that just tuned in and weren't watching earlier, I was saying we need a jingle to play. 902 518 3033. Sort of like the WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. Um, and he's been researching it in the moments that he hasn't been on the air with us. And Moose, could you tell the viewers what you found? Yeah, we've got some uh, feelers out to a couple of jingle creators, I guess you could say. Uh, I've already had some people back and forth. So we're working on the text line jingle. I know somewhere as a, is RP. Rhymes with 33. So there's something in there. Text RP at 33. <laughs> like it rhymes, right? I like it. It Sounds rhymes. like a Taco Time commercial. And speaking of all of that, Dino from Tirana writes in. Hello, Rod. Love your show. Been watching when I first came across it about five years ago. In COVID years, how long have we been on the air? 15 years? <laughs> yeah. One COVID year is like 15 years. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. been on Game Plus for a, a year and a half. Oh, Anyways. Man. We were only on the air for like six or seven months before COVID. He says, my question is this. I've been a diehard football fan my whole life since I was nine years old. I'm 45 now. I love the CFL, NFL, U Sports, NCAA, and try to follow CJFL as much as I can. How do you see the CFL to build more revenue to be more financially stable? We're lucky for a season this year, as I love seeing my beloved Argos live at BMO Field. However, the CFL will need to look for new revenue for long term. The single game betting is a start. You're asking me for additional revenue stream opportunities for the CFL. I'm going to tell you this. There's guys and gals making well into six figures, and that's their job. So I say, good luck. Is that okay? Yeah. I'm not going to spend 1.5 seconds thinking about how the CFL, what they should do to make more money. That's their job. 
Dino goes on to say, Kerwin Bell spiking the ball in the end zone and hitting his own nuts, then gets pushed over by his over his own player. The best end zone celebration gone wrong. It never gets old. We were talking earlier about the taunting in the NFL and the big penalty on Cassius Marsh of the Chicago Bears last night, whether it should have been a penalty or not. It morphed into great celebrations and stuff, which reminds me we should put that in the best of the weekend show. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah, buddy. Sean in Vancouver writes in at 902-518-3033. NFL equals no fun league. They loosen rules on celebrating but clamp down on taunting. It makes no sense. Ding, 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 ding. That might be the comment of the week for taco time. I'm not joking. Like, if you sit there and try and make sense of all this, you're going to go crazy inside your own head because it makes no sense. Yeah. Makes no sense. Well, I sit, listen, I see these officiating supervisors all the time. You've been privy to some of these conversations, and I don't understand what. I'm like, okay, what happened there? We're one minute, one minute remaining in the RP show. I'm like, what happened with the kicking in the net? What happened there? He's like, oh, you can kick it from outside the crease, but not inside the crease. We made that change last year. I'm like, what the? A lot of times it's just gobbledygook trying to get everybody off the hook. That's what I found. Yeah. But I just, just enjoy the games. I feel like we spent an hour and a half talking about this and didn't accomplish anything today. We might have accomplished a taco time winner, though. Sean in Vancouver. I think, well, that's it, right? Well, it's only Tuesday. We've got three more days to decide the comment of the week for Taco Time. But go figure, injecting some common sense might win you the gift card from Taco Time. Coming up tomorrow, Jesse Granger from the Athletic Las Vegas will talk about Canada's team, the Golden Knights, and John Paddock from God's team. See you tomorrow noon Eastern. Jordan has the bladder of a camel. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com.